Tis the season to be jolly. Unless you're Sophie Kelly. Smile. Now, she's about to make a wish. What does mommy want for Christmas? Her life. And it's a wish she'll wish never came true. When she discovers the glamour of her new life. Keep my message about the client party on Thursday. This is the life. Can never replace the loving family she left behind. Aren't you that Santa from the mall? Where are my kids? Do they exist? Will they ever exist in my husband? Just please, just tell me what to do. You just gotta figure out what's really important. You got until the close Christmas Eve to make any exchanges. In order to reverse this thing, I have to keep you from marrying Marsha Wade. You're a stalker. Yes, no, yes, no, that's my ring. No, it's my ring. <laughs> I got it! Back in the back, give me the ring. No, it's my ring. <laughs> Leah Thompson, Andrew Early, and Laura Minnell. The Christmas Clause. And we're back yet again for another edition of the Feminine Critique Presents Emily covering Hallmark, ABC Family, Ahem, Ion, Up, whatever Christmas movies. Today's Christmas movie is an old one, guys. We're going to the classics, and by old, I mean 2008. Because again, in lifetime terms, if something was made in 2008, it may as well be in black and white, because they make so many of these movies. Uh, Today's title, as you heard the trailer, is The Christmas Clause. And, of course, we have seen this story told before and after. Uh, It's another kind of Mr. Destiny Whereas a family Thanksgiving was more uh, the family man spin, uh, the Christmas clause is more the the reverse of sending a uh, woman who has a family into a world where she doesn't and where she is just wealthy and therefore unhappy. Oddly enough, um, this also goes by the alternate title, The Mrs. Claus, although I don't really understand how that makes sense, but whatever. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not sure which network this was made for. Uh, it's not, let's see, production companies, I see, but it it could have been uh, Hallmark or Lifetime before they were ever anything. Okay, it looks like I got it. Ion. This, ooh, excitement. We haven't had one for Ion yet. We've had Up and we've had the other big guys, but... Ion is another one of those networks that you only know when you have, when you're like, can't find anything to watch, and you're like, oh good, SVU is on somewhere that's not USA. What's that? Ion. I don't care. Here's SVU. Uh, But in this case, we have the Christmas Claus. So, this movie, let me give you a quick rundown of the plot before I go into examining whether it fits the tropes. And again, it's kind of exciting when you get the older ones. I mean, exciting in, like, my terms of what happens when you keep watching these movies, you look for anything you can find. Uh, And in this case, it's kind of seeing, all right, again, back in 2008, how quickly did we have these tropes? Did they develop? Did they change? We're going to talk about that. But first, the plot. So Sophie, played by Leia Thompson, who everybody knows from... Uh, primarily from Back to the Future, but also many, many, many things, including a key episode of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, 
Sophie is a working mom. So she is married. They have three children, uh, ranging from the age of like 10 to 2, I guess. Uh, and Sophie's husband, (laughs) like they're gonna, like they're ever gonna go there in these movies. Uh, Sophie's husband is a sort of, um, out of work architect, he's an independent architect. See, even in 2008, they had to find a way to make, like, the bland love interest, you know, um, not just a guy that works in an office. Okay, so her husband... Uh, works, was an architect and like worked for a firm the way most architects do, but I guess left his architecture firm probably because it was suffocating him because that's usually how it works in these movies as we know. Uh, but he left that to like open his own firm or something uh, and it's not doing well and he's like kind of scrapping by. So as a result, Sophie has to work extra hard at her law firm type job where she works and also be a mom uh, even though, like, her husband Dave's like, hey, I'll help, I'll do stuff. She's like, no, no, I got this. I'm going to drive all of her children to soccer and complain about it. So it's that kind of case. So one particularly stressful day, um, she brings her kids to the mall to go see Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, as you heard in the trailer, asks her, well, what do you want? And she sees, like, an old college friend who seems to have it all. Who's, or by have it all, it means, like, in... From this viewpoint, having it all just means, oh, she's wealthy uh, and doesn't have a family, i.e. she has it all, because I need to learn a lesson about how I really have it all. Uh, So Santa swaps them, or not swaps them, but gives her the here is your life if you were living her life type thing. So it's one of those, like, if you had made different decisions way back in college, never married this guy, never had these children... Uh, you're now the boss at your company, um, but as a result, you are lonely and don't have friends, and you're not close with your kind of um, pill of a sister. And of course, very quickly, Sophie realizes, oh shit, I kind of just killed my children by doing this, so this isn't cool. Uh, the magical Santa is actually, <laughs> this is kind of neat, uh, he is a dead guy who's like, who is a mob hitman. And apparently the rules are, come Christmas time, Santa needs, like, extra angels to do some stuff. As we know, primarily to help attractive white people. So if you're, like, in that in-between, between whether you should go to the good place or the bad place, uh, you're kind of allowed this chance to, like, take on a project and prove your worth to show that you can go to heaven. So he's the guy that gives her this glimpse and then has to kind of work with her to see if she can get back or not. Um Spoiler alert, it all ends happy. Everybody learns lessons. Everybody is paired off. It's wonderful. Merry Christmas to all. Uh, this was directed by a gentleman named George Erschbamer. Uh Has a lot of credits. Again, lots of these movies, including another one that I have seen called Christmas Town with Patrick Muldoon. Which, if I said it was a Christmas movie with Patrick Muldoon, that only eliminates about 10% of them. Uh But he's done a lot of TV of varying sorts, including a lot of these movies. Now, let's talk about um, the movie. We're going to, I'll tell you what I thought about it towards the end. But why don't we first, it's easier to kind of go through the tropes. Uh, This one feels, it's 2008. And let me just say, you would know that it's amazing how quickly like pop culture references move. Or just tell me, do people still say, am I being punked? Because they say that in this movie, uh, and it just as soon as they say it, it's like, oh, right, this is 2008. Uh, that was still a thing. 
but other other than that, it's you know it, it holds up in its own way. So let's break it down, starting with our lead in need of a lesson. And this is the nice combination because she's not just a working woman. Uh, Sophie is the overworked mother. So she is putting in long hours at work. She kind of has to, because once you see her workplace, it's like they do that whole thing where they're like, oh, well, maybe if you can't balance work and home life, you shouldn't have this job. So it's very, like, insulting and offensive. And, and of course, by the end, it's like, yeah, actually, you shouldn't, because you can't handle this job. So you need to get a different one and open your own company where you can, you know, uh, work the system around you rather than working within the uh, patriarchal system. Uh, but other than that, you know, Sophie's, uh, the problem with Sophie, and I don't know, maybe I, I identify, is that she doesn't accept help. Like, she is too busy. It, I can't even imagine what it's like to have, like, a child in diapers and then other children and then a job and then a husband that can't cook and is going to burn the house down. Um, it's like you understand her frustration, but at the same time, like, there's help around there. She's just very much, I can do this myself. Uh, which again, like you can judge her for it or you could say, come on, a lot of us do that. So it's okay. Um, now moving on the, here's a place where we don't get a point, which is our setting, right? Typically we have our big bad city, our charming small town or our magical winter wonderland. In this case, like there is city, like she works in the city, but that's not a thing. And I guess they just live in the suburbs and that's just its own thing. And even when she is in her wealthy swapped life, uh, it's like still kind of, it's, it's not the city. It's not just, oh, she's in the city. Now she's evil. No, like she's in this like McMansion, clearly somewhere in like a big fancy development. So that's okay. You know, we don't have to have a point for everything, but, uh, I'm not going to award a point for that. Number three is our bland love interest. Yeah, we do. Um, and it's kind of problematic and part of it is, uh, and I mean, I said this about a few others that have come up, Leia Thompson is a good actress, and she is a funny actress, and she holds this together very well. Um, she's, uh, you know, she's actually very funny in it, and you want her to be matched with somebody who is worthy of that, especially considering what this movie's about, which was, which is being given the option of not having that of if she had not made the decision she had and in this movie you know she is devastated when she realizes she has lost her husband and children but the movie doesn't make us care about the husband at all and it even tries to by having other characters talk about how great he is but he's just there uh it's an actor named andrew airly uh who has again a lot of credits um a lot of tv i'm assuming he's canadian just because you know movie was probably made in Canada and most of his credits seem like they could have been Canadian. And I don't know, like he's not, he's not as dull as some of the other guys, but he just doesn't really bring much. Um, his kind of, when he describes himself as being an idea architect and I air quoted that it's kind of that obnoxious thing. Like when you know somebody that is looking for a job, but like thinks, they don't need to, like, they think they can work and be artists. And that's kind of not the way it works in most cases, unless, like, your actual job is artist. And you get that that's the sense with him. Uh, and he just doesn't do anything to make us say, yes, give up everything for this guy. So it's it's a little disappointing. Um, just, again, because I wanted more for Leia Thompson. 
Number four is our montage. Yes, kids, we finally get one, and it's a good one. It is a I'm sad, I don't have children montage. So at some point, Leia Thompson is kind of, when she realizes she may be stuck in this world, you know, she buys a bunch of children's gifts, like as if she's going to give them to her children if the worlds collide. And then she walks, goes to a park and sits there and sadly watches children play. Uh, So I appreciate that because as we've said, montages make everything better. Moving on. We next pull up Dead Parents, which again, I have to let out a sigh. No, we don't have Dead Parents. There's even a pointed line where we discover that Sophie's parents are actually like very proud and were sad that uh, wealthy Sophie in alternate universe didn't attend their anniversary party. But we make up for it with number six, the sassy sidekick, or kicks, should I say, because guys, we are spoiled in this area for this movie. We get a gay assistant uh, who is sassy as fuck and actually really funny. Uh, and he's, like, actually gay. It's not a movie that tries to, like, hide that. Like, no, they let him have a line or two. And he's kind of fun. And I kind of want him as an assistant. We get a sister uh, who is, like I said, kind of a drag. Mostly because we really primarily see her in alternate universe where she's just sat, like, doesn't her sister doesn't they don't talk anymore and so leah thompson tries to make it up to her by saying let's that she gets tickets at work for a sting concert which is the best use of sting while not using sting in a movie i've ever seen because there's all this talk about sting i love sting i wonder what songs he's gonna sing and then you see them going to the concert and then you see them coming out of the concert and you hear other people saying that sting is a really good singer and then a reporter saying what songs did he sing and of course they don't say any of the titles because then you have to probably pay somebody um We don't actually, I don't want to graze your hopes. Sting is not in this movie, but mentions of him are, and that's kind of adorable. Uh, But the sister is like, yeah, that was good. Okay, I'll see you at some point. So she's, I don't know, like, if that was my sister, I wouldn't probably make mani-pedi dates with her either. So still, she's there. And even better, we get a maid. Uh, And of course, she's Hispanic because it's one of these kinds of movies where that's the only part you can play if you're not white. And I was doing jazz hands the entire time. I don't know if you could hear them. Uh, So the maid in alternate reality is very sassy and helpful. uh, And sure enough does do things like take off Christmas Eve to help Leia Thompson um, and gives good advice and also demands like better pay, which good on her. The sad thing is when you realize oh, but this is all fantasy. Once we go back to real reality, this maid is back with her original boss who probably isn't informed about the raise she was supposed to be given her. So it's one of those like tragic, um, you know, bystanders of the fantasy Christmas genres. You know, you make life better for somebody in one reality, but that reality doesn't exist anymore. So they're back to working minimum wage for a woman in fur coats. Uh, Anyway, number seven is our evil woman. And this is another fun one because there is the rival, right? The woman who originally is the reason for Leia Thompson swapping lives and saying, I want to be her, uh, was a friend from college. 
And in, we don't know much about her, like in the movie, it's just one of those like, oh, wow, you look really good still. Oh, yeah, I have kids. Oh, no, I don't have kids. So, of course, we're, we're led to believe we hate her because she doesn't have children. Um, but uh, in alternate reality, not only is she not obviously in her powerful position, but Sophie actually was responsible for her losing her job. And in a twist of fate, she is now engaged to Sophie's husband in this alternate reality, which means they are rivals, which means they fight and argue, um, which means they get into a, like, physical brawl at one point, but that's the next one. I don't want to jump ahead. Uh, and that's and what's nice is there is also then kind of a bonding. So they make her – they give you drops of how she's she's bad. We're not supposed to root for her. Because to make a callback to Guess Who's Coming to Christmas, she does have a line during a food fight where she says, I was supposed to be on a low-carb diet. Which, of course, as we know, if you're on a diet in a movie, you're probably a bad woman. Uh, But they do let Sophie and this woman make up and actually have some nice talk where they even say, like, you know, why are women always pitted against each other? So that's, you know, credit to it for that. And, of course... Slapstick, we do get, as I said. Before I get to the slapstick, let me talk about the best use of, like, uh, I would say freshman, no, not even, yeah, freshman community college graphic design program, uh, CGI, where clearly, like, a teenager types some things on the computer and does, like, a CGI rendering of, this is an alternate reality, where... Uh, Sophie and Evil Woman are fighting over the engagement ring that should be one of theirs in one reality and the others in the other reality. And the ring is done, it's like this very dramatic, like, two-minute scene of the ring falling, and it's all bad CGI, and I loved it. Uh, This leads to a very, very uh, aggressive food fight, uh, which I enjoyed. And again, it's pure catfight fun. Uh, We also get kind of a bonus of the husband, Dave. Uh, Like we said, a lot of times Slapsticks turns into the corporate woman that doesn't know how to handle herself in a kitchen. In this case, every time Dave tries to cook, he burns things, including burning things to the point of using that same honor student graphic design, uh, his rendering for flames that look really fake. And hey, I get it. You're saving money, but maybe, you know, give, make sure they're using, like, the next level of Illustrator or whatever you use for it. It was not quite there. Now, number nine, Sage Old Person. I was getting worried because we didn't have token old people kind of hanging around. We didn't have parents. But we did have this, like, old lady that's in both realities, and she is a client of Sophie's or a client, like, they're trying to get, and she owns all this land. And they introduce her throughout the movie as being, like, very, very strict and heartless. And you're kind of, like, after a while, you're wondering if something is going to happen with her. And it does, and it's fabulous. Uh, What she does is she, sure enough, sets Sophie straight towards the end of the movie. uh, When, in reality, B, uh, she is talking to Sophie, and somehow they start, you know, the old woman just decides to tell her story. And the old story includes her saying how she didn't make time for family. And I quote unquote, I invented 24 seven. And she says how she worked so hard, but she looks at Sophie and thinks that this isn't for you. You, you can be more 
In other words, you can be a mother. Uh, so she gives her that gentle prodding into, no, go fight for your man. It's going to be okay. You you belong there in that reality. So, of course, Sophie, Sophie does. And to say old person also ends up being something of a fairy godmother because she... Okay, let me get this straight. So she has all this land, and the whole movie is like there's a deal kind of going on in the background of what to do with the land. And so in both realities, she ends up giving the land to Sophie's idea architect husband for him to idea architect stuff onto. So she is the savior of this movie. Even though we have a Santa Claus, in a way, she's kind of the real Santa Claus. But now that I said it, number 10, Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, so Santa Claus is real in this movie. We don't meet the real one. Like I said, we meet a former hitman who gets a chance to participate in the, like, good works program to prove himself, and if he proves himself, he gets to go to heaven. So, good on him. Uh, I didn't recognize the actor. I'm sure he's played offensive Italian stereotypes and other things, as he does here. Uh, but it's it's kind of fun. I don't know. I'm hey, I'm Italian. I'm not offended, so therefore nobody else should be. Uh, so that takes us to I think seven out of ten. Again, guys, I don't really count. We could say it's six hundred. I don't care. Point being, for two thousand and eight, it's sort of most of the tropes, but not all of them. However, on the bonus round, public domain holiday songs. Oh my God, so many of them. Uh, there are some very like the whole soundtrack is basically instrumental adaptations of classic carols and bonus cloying child. Oh God. Yeah. We have three of them. We have the moody older daughter. Who's just moody. We have the middle child. Who's just not a good actor and gets really only has one scene, thankfully. And then we have the like two year old who the only time we really get to know him is when he barfs all over Sophie's deposition. Uh, so all these things are there. It is indeed indicative of the cozy cardigan Christmas genre. Do I recommend it? You know, guys, I'm going to say maybe maybe my standards are just getting lower and lower as I watch more of these movies. Because I think I am getting a little softer on them. But I am going to say I enjoyed this one probably most out of all of them so far. Leia Thompson's a funny actress. She has good comedic timing. Uh, she's not... I, she can't always carry something. I think she's often better in smaller parts. But she takes control of this movie, and I'm with her, and I'm following her, and I'm enjoying her. Uh, there's a couple of really funny lines in this. Um, you know, I'm, I didn't write down the one-liners, but here and there, like, it's clever. There's, like, moments that you can chuckle at. Uh, it... It's the fact that she's working and a mother gives it a little bit of a pass from it just being pure homemaker propaganda. Like, they do allow her to say, you know, she can be well-rounded and she can do anything. Or not anything, but she can do more things than just one thing. Uh, So the message is okay. Uh, I think this is one that, you know, as much as all of these movies are made so pointedly aimed at what Hallmark and Lifetime and so on think who they think they're speaking to and they think they're speaking to a woman who got married at 22 and popped out five babies and bakes cookies every day and hates the idea of working. Uh, That's not really the woman out there that I think watches this and the real woman out there that watches this, who maybe, you know, works part time and has a family or who maybe balances both or who maybe, you know, um, did get married at 
at 20 and had five kids, but is a reasonable human being. Uh, I think there's things about this that you can actually connect to the idea of realizing, not realizing how important your family is because they're so annoying. But if that idea that they're taken away from you, then you're really going to miss them. So again, I'm turning into a softie. It's working on me. I've been drinking hot chocolate all day. What's going on? I don't know. But nevertheless, this one's pretty good. I liked it. Okay. I mean, it's not good, but it's, it's sweet. And again, better than most of them. That is my take on the Christmas clause, which I'm sure is on, it's on cable. It's airing around. You can probably find it. I think the entire thing is on YouTube. If you're so inclined to watch it in parts, Hey, I'm not stopping you. Go get it. Good night, folks.